Yeah, whatever drug you take to not have an erection, that's what that is. <laughs> Welcome to Geeks Without God with Tim Wick, Nick Glover, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, it is time for another Geeky Boners episode. What has got us engorged at the moment? You can only find out by listening. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Nick Glover. And Molly Glover. Live and in person. In person. It's so crazy. We Nobody has had an exposure to COVID in the last several days. And, so. and we're all just like at a table and it's so nice. I know. <laughs> and, and our schedules all matched up even during Minnesota Fringe. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And uh, we're going to do something that we haven't done in a while. We're going to talk about our boners. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's surprising that we don't talk about our boners as often. And as as we should, we could talk about our boners every week and just make this a boners exclusive, like podcast. a boner centric podcast. Yeah. Uh, for those of you Geeks who have, with boners, <laughs> for those of you who just started listening, geeky boners is when we sit down and we just talk about the stuff that's uh, got us super excited right now. Got us, got us, uh, hypo- not hypothetically, uh, turgid, metaphorically. Yeah, metaphorically. Thank you, yeah. thank you, Nick. Metaphorically, metaphorically tumescent. Turgid. Yes, I, um, I, uh, I like to have a, a throbbing boner about something exciting. You know, well, it's, it's and, turning and since, our nerd crank. Yeah, yeah. Since you like to have that throbbing boner, Molly, why don't you tell us about your throbbing boner? My boner this week, or this however long it's been, that my boner currently is. Uh, uh, it has a it has a, a little bit of a story behind it. All just right. a brief one here. So as you all may know, uh, Twitter is now X. And it sucks somehow worse than it ever did before. Uh, and I used to be on Twitter a lot. And I have often said I'm not leaving. And, and I'm still not going to uh, delete my account or anything. But uh, it's gotten so bad that it's just like not even fun to be on anymore. I found right. myself, I would log in and it would just be like, it was just an outrage machine is all it ever. It's just people complaining about Elon Musk or talking about features. And I just didn't care anymore. So I started being on Reddit a lot more. Uh, back to my roots of time wasting and being on Reddit more often. And on Reddit, a place that I spend a lot of time is a subreddit called Horror Lit. Horror so, Lit. Horror Lit. With an H, not That's a right. W. Horror yeah. Literature. It's not a yeah. So, you know, you know scary books. Uh, and it's, uh, there, I read, so there's this one user who posts uh, pretty frequently. Uh, every time she reads a certain number of books, she'll be like, oh, here's the books I read, the last 12 books I read. And I'm going to give you a quick rundown of all of these books. And so she, one of the books that she talked about was uh, a, a, a collection of short stories by Philip Philip Fracassi called "Behold the Void." Behold the Void. That's a creepy name. I like it that. It is right, yeah. and it. Yeah. I and everyone was like, and people were chiming in like, "Oh my god, it's so good!" And he's so underrated, and no one is talking about this collection of stories, which is like old school Stephen King or like true blue horror, like really fucking disturbing short fiction. I was like, this sounds great. I'll give it a shot. It's amazing. 
I, I, Nick can tell you every story. I was like, oh, oh, oh this was good. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd be like, I'd start the next one and be like, oh boy, here we go. Like, oh, I was like out loud, like, oh, while I was reading. It's really great. So, uh, one of the stories uh, is about uh, two little boys who are, you know, they're they're summer friends. They, you know, they, their families go to a, a like an island and do a beach thing for like a couple months every year and so they're like they don't like each other but they're friends of circumstance because they're the only two 12 year olds in 100 miles right and one of them his dad's a cop and he's like let's play cops and robbers and they're you know playing with their fake guns and he's like oh i I got you so you have to do you know you have to do what i say and he's like all right and he uh, handcuffs him to a stanchion uh down by the beach Uh, and then and then he leaves uh, and then he's going to come back in 10 minutes. But then he goes and uh, his mom has been hit by a car. Oh, so his like dad picks him up. Jill's game. Kind of, yes. Yeah. So his dad picks him up and his dad takes him to the hospital to see his mom. And he's not even thinking about his buddy. Uh, and so there are, as you may know, being an ocean aficionado, there are multiple tides. There's yeah. not only one high yeah. tide and one low tide. So tide comes in, almost kills the kid. Tide goes out. Tide starts coming back in. <laughs> And Mm -hmm. it's like a race against time. And there's also some supernatural elements in there, too, that are very cool. Uh, There's another one that's just like uh, written in like a it's written almost like an old style story, like almost like 1800s prose, very stilted and formal uh, that ends up like I don't even know. I'm not even sure I know what happened. It was just really gross (laughs) (laughs) and dark. And like, yeah, this is a great uh, collection of short stories. So if you are into horror, uh, whether you save that for Halloween or whatever you do, if you like to read horror, I highly recommend it. You can get it at the library. Uh, it's probably pretty cheap on Kindle, or I imagine the paperback isn't too much either, but Behold the Void by Philip Fracassi. And I will again say, great title. Isn't that a great great title? title. Yeah. It's a title that ought to make anybody go, anybody into horror would be like, I I fucking want to read that. The title of, uh, also the title of Molly's Mom's OnlyFans page. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) well, Nick, uh, that, uh, that was a great boner that, that Molly had, but what about your boner? Uh, my boner is, uh, uh, one week ago today, effective August 1st, 2023, uh, full decriminalization recreational legality of cannabis was uh, has has come to pass in, in Minnesota. Weed's legal, uh, y'all. <laughs> it's lawful for anyone 21 and older to use, possess, transport. You can have two ounces on your person, up to two pounds at home. You can, uh, like, they have... Limitations on everything, and it's, it's a, great because Nick just started smoking weed. <laughs> oh, just now, just, uh, just on August first. Yeah, recent, yeah. yeah. Um, well, uh, I mean, so uh, my my work has been really insane lately, and uh, I go on call on Thursday, and then Molly and I are going to uh, Washington for a wedding. So once we get back from another state where weed is totally legal. We'll be able to sit down and like really, really enjoy some some sweet, sweet legal weed in, in Minnesota. But there's no dispensaries or anything open yet because everyone has to go through all the, the qualification process and everything like that. So right now we're in this sort of nebulous state where it's legal to have, it's legal to grow a certain amount personally. It's legal it's, to use. It's legal, legal to use. use. And it's legal for someone to give you weed and maybe they give you weed and then coincidentally you give them money. <laughs> Oops, uh, I just dropped a hundred dollars on the ground. So in, ah, who cares? In other states, the way people have done it is they sell stickers 
Mm. And you're buying custom, you know, like a $200 sticker from them and you get an ounce with your sticker. Oh, it's a free gift. It's a free gift. It's, oh, yeah, neat. That's so, a smart way um, to do it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Expensive sticker, but yeah. anyway. It, Laws are stupid, everybody. Yeah. We, <laughs> and, you know, Molly and I live just a couple blocks from the Minnehaha Parkway, which is like a really long park that stretches along the uh, creek. And in our area, we smell weed all the time, forever. 8 a.m. walking the dog, we smell weed. So, like, I can't imagine very much is going to change for anyone that's already smoking weed, whoever that could be. But um, they sound hot. Certainly, (laughs) certainly not you. I bet they're really talented. Yeah, but it's uh, it's it's neat that you know once things get figured out and people start getting their licenses and they get their businesses spun up. Um, I know there's a little place four blocks from us. What's it? The is the Ope. What is it? Uh, it's a, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember now, but it is something like Oofta. Oofta. It's Oofta. It's very Minnesotan. Yeah. Oofta dispensary. Yeah. When the edibles became kind of quasi legal, that guy opened up on the spot and we popped in and he's like, I'm ready. Like the day they flip <laughs> the switch, I'm ready to go through my, you know, certification process and get the licenses or whatever. And, um, you know, Minnesota did it really right. They, um, there's a lot of uh, social justice and equity mm-hmm. built into the law. There's mm-hmm. a lot of um, making sure that folks that live or or will have a business in areas that have been traditionally maybe over policed a bit for um, for you know marijuana uh, laws mm-hmm. are going to be given a little bit more favor for for applying for those licenses and things like yeah, that. Yeah, that was so. one of the things the Republicans were all mad about yeah. when I was watching the debates. They were like, <laughs> they were they were coming as close as they could to saying these are being racist against white people, it's, and it's like, <laughs> oh, no, we're not actually saying that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. Uh, I'll, People on our side of the issue were a little bit frustrated because they thought, well, the Democrats have taken over the the House and the Senate and they're going to get this thing passed. And it took a while. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, laws are not easy to pass quickly. And there were a lot of legalizing marijuana is not as easy as just flipping a switch and going, oh, now it's legal. So they had to do a whole bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. and and they worked really hard to try and do it right. At the same time, you know, we're the 23rd state to do it. So we got to benefit from a lot of other states' experience and and mistakes. And, um, you know, two more states and half the union will have, you know, recreational legalization. And it's going to happen. I, I, you know, I think um, the... The thing in Minnesota, for listeners who aren't from Minnesota, the thing that the Republican Party did in Minnesota, which is one of the reasons I think they were so resistant to to legalizing, is they created a party. They literally created a sock puppet party, legalize marijuana now, where they would get people to run for that in districts where the vote was really close. To pull Democrat votes. To siphon off Democratic votes because, you know, well, Mm -hmm. I should say progressive votes. Because, I mean, I think all three of us would define ourselves as progressives. Yeah, no, I'm uh, not a Democrat. We're stuck. We're (laughs) stuck voting for democrats because that's as progressive as we can get i'm a leftist baby um but uh but they would they would draw they would draw progressives off just enough progressives off right and so the republican party pull them off really yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but. So so when when the Republicans were no longer in control, they couldn't. Yeah. And so one of the things legalizing marijuana does is it eliminates that party as, yeah. as anything useful. Legalize marijuana now. Too late. Already did it. Uh, so um, uh, Red Lake 
uh, four hours north of us. The Red Lake Reservation is the first dispensary to, to right. open. Because the, the reservations were able to just do them, right? They didn't right. have to go through as yeah, many yeah. legal they, hoops. They can, like, right. They don't need to worry about sovereign. getting they're licensing nations, or anything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, there is there's another... Um, oh, uh, White Earth Nation is next. So they'll be the second dispensary. So, Exciting. Um, you know, four hours away and two and a half hours away from, from Minneapolis. I was standing outside a bar uh, the other night and I was like, huh, smells like somebody's exercising their legal rights. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've, uh, it's the other, every now and then it's like, gosh, you want to just like walk around and smoke a legal joint? Like, that's <laughs> weird. Like, it's, yeah. One thing that's nice too is that, um, you know, with legalization comes regulation, and that means that people can figure out their dosages, and if they want to dabble a little, and they're not like trying to melt their face off or anything, they can they can get what they want, mm-hmm. and like just like with alcohol, where they have to you know tell you the proof of the percent on mm-hmm. there, right? And so people will be able to like moderate their use more. And I mean, Tim, did you know that they sell like you know like asthma inhalers but it's like weed <laughs> not, a, not a vaporizer but it's like a water like a mist it's that you crazy inhale. it's like it's there's the all this stuff, stuff that's, have, yeah. yeah where it's like you know if someone has a lung problem and they can't smoke or can't vaporize boom other it's, solutions there are other ways to get high my yep. friends yeah yep. it's, uh, it's better for you than alcohol at least like physically on your body that's yeah, for sure right that is for so, sure that's, That's my, exciting. my green boner. It's a very green boner. It's a, yeah, green in time. It's, it's fat and, and it's twisted at the ends. <laughs> <laughs> it's sticky. Yeah. It's a little, little, little sticky. Yeah. Tim, nice. It's burning unevenly. You got to lick one side. <laughs> Tim, what's your boner? Well, my boner is going to be over by the time this episode goes up. But uh, right now we're in the middle of the Minnesota Fringe Festival. And my yeah. boner is kind of uh, theater in general. Uh, I kind of, you know, I, I did a lot of theater and I went to a lot of theater pre pandemic. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, obviously the pandemic changed that and it changed my relationship to theater, but I've been getting back into it. Uh, we, we, um, we went to some shows together. My, uh, my family went to see into the woods at, at the Guthrie. That looked incredible. It was really good. It was really good. And there were a couple of uh, folks that I know from the Twin Cities theater scene that were in it. A lot of folks that I didn't know, really great, diverse cast, um, really good singers. We also saw murder on the Orient express there, which oh, uh, was really cool. And then, uh, who did it? Who did it? Everybody did it, Molly. Oh my gosh! Oh no! I just spoiled I mean, it for people. It's probably like a production company or like the, <laughs> the director. The Guthrie. Yeah. It, was, it was literally the Guthrie. Yeah, the Guthrie did it. Pay attention, Nick. Um, we uh, and, and we'll, I think we're going to do a podcast uh, exclusive for our Patreon supporters. Went to see Kung Fu Zombies this last yeah. weekend. Yeah. And then I've been going to shows at the Fringe, which um, the Fringe was back in full mostly last year, but. It, because of some weirdness with convergence convergence in the fringe happened at the same time so i did not go see really anything at the mm-hmm. fringe that last year i had a show in the fringe and i only got to watch it twice um i wrote it but i was not in it because i couldn't be in it because it conflicted with convergence um so this year i i wrote a show and i'm i'm in it and uh i'm happy with the show but i'm happier that that I'm going to see other shows. I'm also uh, going to be, I'm writing right now a show for the horror festival in October. And I'm super, super jazzed for that. It's a, it's an idea I really like. And I'm uh, it's going to, it's, 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 you know, 
I write I write a lot of pop culture stuff. The show I wrote for the Fringe of this year is called John Wick by Tim Wick, no relation. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was a show that I was going to produce in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> what happened there? I don't anyway, know, weird. Yeah, it, Fever just, dream. it didn't happen that year. I guess I don't know. Um, but uh, but but so I do do a lot of stuff that's pop culture references. This one isn't. It's it's fully it's fully original. Exciting. So uh, so you know, and it's just been. You know, I there it's going into a theater isn't without risk. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but you know, I sit by myself, and uh, and it's just nice to to watch live theater again and to remind myself that I enjoyed live theater and that I enjoyed being involved in in live theater. And and uh, this has been last year. I was I didn't enjoy being involved in live mm, theater. Yeah. And uh, and I didn't enjoy a lot of things. Last year was a hard year, as I've mentioned before. But yeah. this year, it's nice. Um, um, to feel a little more connected to the world and to things that had given me joy before uh, the hard times. Yeah, um, I, I the horror fest is something I I love it so much. We went for the first time last year, and I think we're gonna go again. I w- I would love to be involved. Like I want to be in a show. I want to be in a horror place so fucking bad. Like <laughs> I can't even tell you. So like I don't know. I'm I'm I have. I almost I almost submitted something this year and I just was like my idea is not formed enough. I got to so next year I think I might I might see if I can get in because I think that'd be really fun. The, the Minnesota fringe is a little crazier. Yeah. Like and and so I don't know that because of the it's not juried. Uh, right, whereas the horror, the horror friend, the horror festival is, is exceptionally juried. Yes. And yes. So, uh, but I do, I, we've talked, Nick and I have talked a lot about, you know, putting up, putting our names in and just seeing if we get drawn and making something we, we happen. Did, we did put our name in for fringe twice. We, we have twice and not gotten yeah. drawn. Yep. That was, that was way before 2020. Oh, yeah. That was like, 2017 2018 yeah, right. but uh yeah i i really i love directing and i i haven't written a play in a long time but i i mean i i wrote a bunch of pieces for big fun i've yeah. written for other things and i really enjoy directing and writing theater a lot too so i think i think i may just have to just like bite the bullet and and do something next year it seems like things yeah. are doing pretty well i haven't heard of much covid outbreak unlike gen con <laughs> <laughs> which uh, is not great right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or the Boy Scout Jamboree. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about COVID outbreaks. Everybody's been super careful about yeah. it. Most everybody is. I, I've been testing every day. Yep. Uh, a lot of people I know are testing every day, and that's the thing that you can require for your 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 cast and crew. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know the the you you know the only thing you can't really being an audience member to me feels more risky than being in a show actually. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, it is a little bit, and you know we. we we all have to make decisions and Absolutely. accept risks in the world that we live in. Uh, but uh, it's still nice to see people back in the theater. And there are more people coming to the Fringe this year than last. Uh, the Horror Festival, you know, and I and I encourage you, I've, I've applied for the Horror Festival every year for like the last 10 years and yeah. I've never gotten in. And and I don't resent that at all. It's, yeah. it's, it is a extremely difficult process. Yeah. It is a long application. It's not just a give your $35 and yep. your one paragraph yep. description of your show. And you don't, for Fringe, you don't even, you can just submit TBD. Yep. You don't have to know 
know right. what your show is. Nothing at all. Um, the horror fest, you have to give them like a synopsis you of how you're going to produce is what it. I'm going to do. What's the plan? Who's I've, involved? Like, and then, uh, and then once everybody does that, and they had 40 people submit for 11 slots this year. Mm-hmm. Once everybody does that, then they narrow it down and they do a in-person interview mm-hmm. or wow. over Zoom interview. Yep. Uh, where you have to really pitch your idea and and they ask you they, it was it went really in depth um, as to what I had in mind That's and great. it was still more than 11 people that they interviewed so not it's, everybody from there very got, got selected so That's they why sure I love do, going to shows there yeah they sure do like my ideas so and now of course that means that I really have to work hard on making my idea be as good as uh, they think it is yeah um it's I know I, I can't count the number of times we saw some friend or another post on Facebook well, my number got drawn, so uh, I guess I got to figure out what show I'm doing. And like, that's part of it. It happens yeah. a yep, lot. Yep, that's just part of it. So, yeah, I think, so we knew we were going to be going to Seattle for this wedding like a while ago. So we were pretty, we knew we weren't going to be able to be involved in the Fringe. And that was just a big reason we didn't even put in a ball or anything. But I think next year maybe we'll we'll talk about it. We'll see where we're at job-wise. That's the trick is like my, yeah. my, my work is so project-based that I, I never really know where I'm going to be at until about, you know, six months ahead of that time. Right. So, right. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, I think last year it was like $35 to submit. Mm-hmm. So the, the submission cost isn't that much and, yeah. and the submission cost is effectively to help support the fringe to help it right. keep happening. And so to me, it's always like, well, it's worth 35 bucks to put a ping pong ball in there and see if it, if it comes Absolutely. out. And I've been really lucky, although it's not entirely luck. It's that the, the large venues, nobody wants to go into the large venues because they're like, oh, I can't fill the large venue. I'm like, I don't care if I can fill the large venue. Yeah, who not. cares if you can you I just don't want have to do, fill it? I just want to do a fucking show. Yeah. So yep, I, totally, put in, I put totally. in for the large venue, and the number of people who put in for the large venue versus the number of slots available tends to be about two to one. So you've That's got a 50% know. chance of getting mm. drawn. That's good to know. And this year, literally everybody who put in for the large venue that ended up on the wait list got called. Oh, wow. Ooh, wow. Yeah. There, there were that many people that had, had put in for multiple venues and decided oh, to sure, go into a smaller sure. venue or just decided after their ping pong ball got drawn that they weren't ready to do a show. I was second on the wait list and I was like, well, yeah. I'm just going to start planning to do the, do my show. Yeah. That's so, a lovely boner, Tim. I yeah. mean, really, like a, a, it's, a, it's an uplifting boner because it it's, a, it's a joyful boner. boner. It's a boner that celebrates, you know, our theater community and also your boner is your boner's back, baby. My boner's back. <laughs> my boner's back. I thought I was too old for boners, but it turns out I'm not. After a hiatus. Speaking of boners, uh, this has nothing to do with boners. It's oh. time. It's time for five questions. It's a masterful segue. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> I think that's great. It's time for five questions. We have five answers. We do. I'm so excited by this. We have this. five answers from Jesse Boom. And uh, we're going to, Nick, why don't we go with you doing question number one? Question one, what's a game you played recently that you really enjoyed? Gloom card game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesse yeah, Bloom like is that. a person of few words. I'm going to tell you right now. These answers are short, sweet, and to the point. Boom oh, that's lo- it. Boom loves gloom. Boom loves gloom card answer. game. Yeah, I haven't right. played that one. It's, it's uh, And I, I, by the way, have a science factor discovery I'm going to share after we ask this question. Okay. Just because I okay. learned this two weeks ago. What's a science factor discovery you think is really fucking cool? Whenever they discover new animal species. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's yeah, pretty that cool. That is really fucking cool. I agree. You, know what I, you know what I learned while I was in Alaska? What's that? I learned that glaciers are technically rocks. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. ice covered rocks? They are, no, they are they rocks. Are. 
The oh, glaciers the, are rocks. Even though they're ice all the way down. They're metamorphic rocks because that's they are transformed great. from snow into ice. Well, that's very cool. Anyway. That is a very cool. Yeah. Not quite as cool as whenever they discover a new Yeah, it's not quite as cool, but, but it's, I, it's still, pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, if enough ice melts, we'll discover a bunch more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Look at all those rocks. Not as many as we'll lose. But uh, <laughs> question three, where do you get your sense of right and wrong from? Uh, because we assume it isn't religion. Just what feels right in my gut and not what feels icky. Yeah. That all is right. pretty much the best description yeah. I think I've ever read about what it is for me. It's like, if I feel like it's right... And if I feel like it's wrong, I can tell like right away. I just am like, ah, it just doesn't feel good. And it's, it's, uh, it's interesting because I think that, you know, uh, if, as long as you're pretty confident, you're not a sociopath, yeah. you know, like that's, that's pretty easy way to yeah, run. I mean, if you know you're a sociopath there, then, you know, yeah, at least, you know, I mean, if you know, you know, yeah. <laughs> Question number four, if you could build a robot to perfectly perform one chore or task for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Dishes robot. Yes. Dishes are the worst. Dishes robot, baby. Coming for my jobs. The robots <laughs> coming for my jobs. Uh, question five, final question. What is a movie or TV show you think everyone should watch? Black Mirror. Oh. oh. I could, I like that answer. I, know, even, it's, I know not everyone's into horror, but I think it's, I don't know. I think Black this, Mirror is really great. Oh, man, I feel like this last season, all of the episodes that were about actually like Black Mirror about technology horror. And one of the episodes that was clearly not about technology horror at all were good. And everything else was also present. It was, well, you know, that's the thing with anthology series is, you know, you sometimes, sometimes something's great. And sometimes you go, well, that was an episode that happened this week. Yeah. Well, and like yeah. a thing with this, like, and like they did a whole thing where they were like, uh, they did their, um, what is it? Uh, Red Mirror? Red something. Red Barn yeah. or something? Red, like they, they had some other imprint that they were going to get off the ground as a, uh, it was going to be a... Uh, uh, Red, it's just Red Mirror. Red Mirror. Nothing it was going to be their. It was going to be their horror, like not right. sci-fi, but just their horror imprint. And it never really went anywhere. But then this one episode in this season of Black Mirror has that very prominently that imprint, that red mirror thing. And then yeah. people were like, this didn't even have anything to do with sci-fi. And yeah. it's like, well, yeah. They kind of tried to tell you. They tried, they but tried if you didn't you. know that, you wouldn't is, know. Like, is that the first episode of the latest season is Joan is Awful with Annie, yes. Annie Murphy? Yes. That is maybe one of my favorite Black Mirror episodes I agree. ever. She is it's great. truly fantastic in it. Every All the stars that are in it, and there are, there are a few, are do a really magnificent job it's a little meta. It's great. I won't say anything yeah, more about definitely. it. Yeah, definitely. Even if you can just, if you only have time to watch one episode of the new season of Black Mirror, watch Joan yeah. is Awful. Joan is Awful. There yeah. you go, Black Mirror. And uh, remind me what streaming platform Netflix. is on. Netflix. Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yo, it was one of the things that, it was one of the things that like made Netflix its own, like not just a, we do other yeah. movies. It it's was like, like, we have our own shit. That, like, like Stranger Things. Yep. And, yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, those are great answers. And you know what? You can send us your answers to five questions. Simply send it uh, via email to Five questions at geekswithoutgod.com or five questions at geekswithoutgod.com. We'll get it either way. That's true. And uh, we will read them on the air. If you're a Patreon supporter, uh, not only do you get to listen to our episodes early. What? Sometimes, sometimes as many as minutes early. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes days or even weeks. 
You will also be bumped to the top of our Patreon queue if you send us in your answers to our five questions. As we mentioned before, if you send us in your five answers before, send them in again. They probably changed. And if they haven't, uh, nobody will know. Nobody will be like, they won't be like, oh, it's the same answer. No one's going to know. And honestly, like, I mean, no one's going to, you might, you're going to say something to us. Like, you probably remember that I answered this before. And and we might, if we search the emails. We might, we might. But but honestly, we're just so excited to hear from you that we just want to know what you're thinking these days. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll accept, you know, it really, you send us anything that you'd like us to read on the air within reason, uh, we'll probably just read it on the air because we're that desperate. That's, that's, just, <laughs> that's just where we're at. But uh, we want to thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, paying attention to our boners this week. We will be back next week with another super interesting episode about something that we will decide sometime between when we're recording right now and when we record next. Thanks a lot for listening. Bye. 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 Let's all get high, read a book, and go to the theater. Yay! We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. Until next time, you can find us blogging at geekswithoutgod.com. You can follow us on Twitter at geekswithoutgod. And you can even like us on Facebook. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. I can enhance your armor to the maximum.